Welcome to our Monday podcast on the Psalms. Some simple devotional thoughts. Today we consider Psalm 105. The first 15 verses of this psalm, along with Psalm 96 and part of Psalm 106, were sung as a hymn when the Ark of the Covenant was brought to Jerusalem. See 1 Chronicles chapter 16. The main part of the psalm, from verse 9, retells the story of Israel, from the call of Abraham to the entry into the promised land. And to have some of this psalm as part of the hymn on that special day is fitting, because the covenant which God made with Israel, of which the ark was a reminder, is reflected in God's dealings with his people in this psalm. Whilst the psalm speaks of God's people of old, there is much truth for his people today, and scattered through this psalm are some principles for his people to live by. The psalm begins with a statement that God acts in this world in grace towards his people. In verses 1 and 2. O give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, sing to him. Sing praises to him, tell of all his wondrous works. The deeds, the wondrous works, are all of those acts of grace towards his people outlined in the verses. If we see in this psalm God wonderfully working in the world for his covenant nation, let's not forget what he's done for all his people, chosen from every nation, from every generation. In Jesus, he has entered into our world to give us salvation. In response to his grace that gives us salvation, this psalm directs us, in verse 4, to seek the Lord and his strength. This is about seeking his grace day by day. As C.H. Spurgeon says, we all need strength. Let us look to the strong one for it. We need infinite power to bear us safely to our eternal resting place. In verse 4, it also directs us to seek his presence continually. This is about seeking to live our lives in his presence and pleasing him. In verse 5, it directs us to Remember the wondrous works that he has done. This is not just recalling what God has done, but reacting with faith and obedience to what is revealed about God. Then in verse 8, there is a general principle concerning God that we need to grasp hold of. He remembers his covenant forever. If God always remembers his commitment to his people, then we can believe all that he says to us. So we are to believe his promises. Many illustrations of God keeping his promises are spelled out in verses 8 to 44. The other thing that this psalm directs us to do is to understand the purposes of God in our lives. In verse 17, we are reminded of the account of Joseph. He, that is God, had sent a man ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. Verses 17 to 22 give us an overview of what happened to Joseph 
and it was perplexing. Yet in Genesis chapter 50, verses 19 to 20, Joseph says to his brothers of all that happened to him, Do not fear, for I am in the place of God. God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. Being pointed to the account of Joseph's life should encourage us to reflect on God's dealings with us, even if at times it is bewildering. It should encourage us to reflect that God has sovereign purposes for us. This psalm reminds us that the relationship between God and his people is established and maintained by God's grace. But we have a responsibility to respond to God's grace by commitment to him, walking with him in his presence and trusting him day by day. Join me on Wednesday for Psalm 106.